I have been engaging with these stories for decades. And I read a reflection earlier this week by Summerlee Staten, and I saw something new in the text that we just heard. Something I love about our sacred stories. They are alive. They are old. They were written long, long ago. And they're still speaking to us. The gospel tonight begins with three women, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome. These three women in Mark's story were also with Jesus at the foot of the cross. And it's now a couple of days later when they have their chance, they're on their way to his tomb. They're carrying the spices they would use to anoint his body, to anoint the body of their beloved teacher and friend. And what is interesting to me is that they're on their way very, very early in the day. They didn't hesitate. This is what they knew needed to happen. He had died and the Sabbath was falling, so they weren't able to perform this offering on the Sabbath day, the day that they honored, the day that helped them to remember that they too were sacred, holy people. But I don't know if it was because they were still in shock, they were still carrying such unprecedented grief and despair. The story says that as they walked together to the tomb, they wondered who would roll away the stone. And that strikes me. They were going to show up. They were going to be present. They were going to do the work they were going to do. And yet they didn't have all the details sorted out. I see this in some ways as stepping out in faith, that somehow that piece, the stone moving, they would have help. Because the text goes on to say that it wasn't just a stone, it was an enormous stone. There was no way the three of them could have, used, could have moved it together. I wonder if they were hoping if some of the other disciples may have been hanging around the tomb keeping vigil. Or I thought maybe they were expecting to ask the Roman guards for help. And how unprecedented, what sort of courage and bravery that would have taken. But they show up, and as they approach, they see that this enormous, that the words literally are like exceedingly large stone, has already been rolled away. And inside, they are greeted with something they never could have prepared for, they never would have anticipated. This resonates for me when I reflect back on this past year. Amidst so much uncertainty and confusion and fear and anxiety and joys and losses and grief, we have shown up for each other in the ways that we can. Not always perfectly, and we're not done yet, but we've adjusted, we've adapted, not only as the people of St. John's, as the body of Christ in the world, but also with people that we don't know, even by the very act of keeping faith from each other, of, of wearing a mask to keep each other 
as safe as we can. We are showing up for each other. Earlier in our liturgy, we renewed our baptisms. We remembered who we are, what we believe, and how we want to be acting in the world. Some of these promises are so simple and also so profound. We promise to keep learning, to keep praying and breaking bread together as we are doing here near and afar tonight. We promise that we would work to resist the forces of evil out there in the world and within and among. We promise to serve Christ in all people. For me, this act of wearing a mask is a bit of that, seeing each other as Christ, as our fellow beloved. We also promised to strive for justice and peace among all people. And we promise to respect the dignity of every human being. There is so much that feels really wrong in the world in many ways. I feel like there are more and more layers that have been peeled back over this past year. And at the same time, there is so much that is right, beautiful, and good in this world. I think of all the hope, all the possibility, all the potential, with all of Christ's body spread throughout the world, living into these promises, making these promises a reality, and changing the world in the process. May we have the courage, like Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome, to show up, even when we don't know how we'll be able to move that enormous stone, that stone that may be blocking the path set out before us. Because God is full of surprises. And there's nothing God wouldn't do, there's nowhere God would not go to be with us, to show us the way a way to live deeply alive. And the other thing, the story, the story hasn't ended yet. Mark's text that we heard tonight, it ends very abruptly. So there's, a, there's an invitation that we are going to carry on the story of this good news. But the last line that we hear from Mark is that these women who showed up with all their courage, with all their bravery and devotion, they leave literally shaking in fear. They leave amazed and terrified, running away from what they've witnessed, running away from a tomb that shouldn't have been empty, but was. They said nothing, the text says. And yet, 2,000 years later, here we are. The story is beyond anything we could ask or anything we could imagine. Because here we are gathered around a sacred fire and a sacred table so that we can pray together, be together. Because there's something, there's something about the possibility of the impossible. Amen. Amen.